Hi guys, this is Black Chick Lit. I'm Danny. And I'm Molly. And we're back. Um, we've had a month now in 2018. Mm-hmm. It's going good, all right. It's all right. It's uh, a lot's going on, y'all. Yeah. We're officially in Black History Month. <gasps> That's true. Happy Black History Month, Danielle. Happy Black History Month, Molly. Or as I like to see say, happy Black History Lifetime. Life. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of hit me and I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing we do and I totally forgot. I mean, I'm That's, black every day, so. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Like my grandpa I like, said, I think my grandpa's, and now I can't remember if my mom said my grandpa said this, or if, like, I saw it on TV, but he was like, I wake up every day and I'm black, so. Yep, That's the kind so of February. Mindset. So February yeah. 1 is not anything special. <laughs> Your grandfather sounds like Morgan Freeman, just a little bit. <laughs> they probably could have been friends. Um, so we were looking for some news to talk about before we got into the chat. This mm-hmm. month we asked y'all what your reading resolutions are, mm-hmm. and a lot of y'all responded, so we'll get into that. But we tried to find a news, and it's like it's a slow news month, I guess. For books. For books. <laughs> uh, yo, yeah, politics, it's, yeah. It's, did it's you watch the wild. State of the Union? I sure as fuck didn't. Here's Same a quote from here. my daddy. <laughs> He's gonna lie today. He's going to lie tomorrow. He's going to lie next week. Why well, I got to look at him. <laughs> I, I liked your dad's quote. Yeah, I ignored it, and I felt really great. I actually forgot it was even happening. I didn't even read any of the news following it. Did he say anything crazy? No, I don't think so. It's I, crazier than usual. Let yeah. me amend that question. I think it was pretty um, tame, because I guess they said that when he's just, you know, delivering a speech from a teleprompter, he's, like, okay at just staying on message. But then, like... The second he leaves and he starts tweeting, like, that's when the real idiocy comes out. So, got it. So, yeah, all those people talk about politicians who just read straight from the teleprompter. I mean. Yeah. Whatever. So, in this case, it's a, he's starting to get complimented for, like, not being an ass on TV. So, but yeah, so no book news. We did scrape together a few, scrape together. We found a few things. (laughs) That sounded really negative about us. We didn't scrape together. We actually went and looked, and we found a few things. The first one is sort of relevant. It looks like this is not the first time this has happened, but a school library in Springfield, Missouri, because, of course, (laughs) has formed a committee to review The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas following parents' complaints. And I know that this is not the first time it happened. Earlier, later last year, wasn't it? Like one school removed it from their library completely. Yeah. To a lot of backlash. Yeah. And it, so. I mean, like, first of all, I'm, I'm surprised these parents can read um, <laughs> <laughs> well enough to be upset by a book. But I just, uh, I don't know. What are they mad at? I haven't read the oh, article. Well, I mean, like, what are they... This quote, I think, pretty much sums it up from Missouri Representative Sonia Anderson. The fact that the superintendent in school district would allow this vulgar anti-police propaganda to be taught in middle schoolers without parental consent or knowledge raises more concerns about what else is being taught to our students that we don't know about. So it's like, it's it's the kind of backlash you think. To be fair, the article does present, like, there are parents who um, are saying, like one parent was like, I think it's ridiculous, eighth grade kids old enough, they're old enough to know what they want to read and what they don't want to read, and she thinks that they should be exposed to these type of ideas. Yeah. So, I mean, it's exactly, the backlash is probably whatever you suspect a bunch of Missouri parents (laughs) are angry about in response to this book, I'm sure that's what it is. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. 
Mm. I mean, this was, I was thinking, like, they have a movie coming out. Like, uh-huh. it's a really popular book. So yeah. I'm surprised this is just now happening. Yeah, probably. Like I said, I question how well they can read. So they probably were just like, a book with a black kid on the cover. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, a police shot someone. Blue Lives Matter. Exactly. Yaka, yaka, yaka. And then, you know, you have this article because we always have to bow to, you know, the whims of the stupid. Well, and I don't think Springfield is that small. No, I don't think it is. Demographics. I'm looking it up now. Like, it's one of the bigger cities, cities. in Missouri, I think. Uh, like, the, it has a. Oh, well, never mind. Well, I mean, it's bigger, but it's like 91% white. Uh, I think I may have mixed it up with Joplin or some other city. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it was that white. We got in like uh. a long conversation about the Ozarks the other day. Like, I have one coworker who's from Illinois, and then we're, you know, out here in SoCal. So someone said something about the Ozarks, and I was like, the only thing I know about the Ozarks is to stay away. Everybody was like, what are you talking about? But the kid from Illinois, he was like, yep, I heard that too. (laughs) My mom started vacationing in the Ozarks. I hear that it's really, like, popping over there now. They have, like, cabins and, like, wine tours. And, like, she went with her friends, and they went down, and they stayed for, like, a weekend. And they, like, went on wine tastings. She came back. She was like, I want a cabin in the Ozarks. I was like, you go get one. So, I mean, I I think it'll be really interesting when the book comes out because I think there are the people. The movie comes out. The, when the movie comes out, yes, thank you. Because I think the, like, there are probably, it's going to be, it'll be different when the movie comes out because people don't read books. True. <laughs> They'll watch a movie when they see this is a. Oh, you're right. There's probably going to be a lot of people mad at this movie, even though I feel like, um, you know, the, I think we talked about it when we reviewed the book, like the incident itself is like not not a huge focus of the the action in the book. So right, that's actually that, my complaint. Yeah, to say it's like anti this or anti that, it's like but that's that's not an integral part. It's like this girl's response to like racism and this horrible thing. It's more about Star and her life mm-hmm. than you know anything else really. It's a kid it's a kid's perspective. So I I feel like it's just going to be people who feel insecure or I feel like it's going to be people who, you know, deep down know it's wrong that police are killing unarmed black children. But at the same time, like their racism and just contempt for anyone who doesn't look like them overwhelms them. And it changes them into like this crazy, like walking contradiction that would boycott a movie or a book without even reading it first yeah oh yeah i'm sure that lawmaker has not read it um i'd be very surprised <laughs> there do seem to be i guess complaints for language but i mean middle schoolers are not i don't know maybe there are some extremely sheltered middle schoolers we but I, a lot as children <laughs> i don't think there's anything in that book that that a, kid a middle schooler read. had yeah has not been exposed to exactly so. So there's that. I kind of can't wait for the movie. I'll oh. probably go see. I don't know. I know like Amanda, what's her, Amanda Steinberg is in it. Mm-hmm. She's like the young, the face of YA movie adaptation. This is her <laughs> third one, I think. Really? She was in Hunger Games and she was in Everything, Everything. Oh, and yeah. Now she's in this. 
Oh, I haven't seen either of those. I know that there was some controversy because um, she doesn't exactly look like how we pictured that's, Star. That's what she said. She's pretty, but, she's kind of light-skinned for... Yeah. Yeah, so. like, it's like on the one hand, I don't want to say like, ooh, you too like to be black. But on the other hand, it's like, well, she was written as a darker skin character. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> I guess we'll so, yeah, see. I bet, again, that more more backlash around that comes up once the movie comes out. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think, like, when it comes out. Because I know I've seen the photos and the articles, but I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I know that they've done a- filming because they saw, like, a rap picture or something. But I don't know when it's supposed to come out. So, I'm going to guess May. May. That seems like the sweet spot for for um these movies that's when like Hunger Games and everything everything and The Faulkner Stars and all those little that's when all those movies came out. The Unless they maybe movies. Huh? The Tiki Bopper movies, yeah. So that's my guess. Yeah. I don't see it anywhere. So wah wah. Well, we'll that's a good segue. Be, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say cuz that'd be a fun movie to watch and then talk about oh. like that's true. Since we read the book, and then we could like sort of watch the movie and talk about it. We'll see. That's true. That's a good point. Um, but along that train of thought, I was going to say <laughs> along that point, and I was like, you can't go along a point, and a point is a point. <laughs> <laughs> but our next um, topic, um, Danielle, you found this, and it's it's kind of related. We're kind of... You know, I just want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. Go ahead, go ahead. I will find a reason to make it relevant. So, as we all know, Black Panther comes out in like what fourteen days? Thirteen I have no days? Idea when this movie comes out, it comes out February sixteenth. Oh, <laughs> if I had scrolled down even half an inch, I would have seen that. Yes, it comes out February 16th. I have tickets already. Oh, Black okay. Panther will come out, and apparently, Facebook recently broke up or dissolved a group an anti-Black Panther Facebook group. (laughs) And the group apparently had like 3,700 members at one point, and they were planning to flood Rotten Tomatoes with low scores for the pick. Now, at first, like my racism alarms were going off. (laughs) And I was like, these haters trying to hate on Black Panther, this all-Black cast and all this other stuff. And then I read more into the article. (laughs) And it's just silly. It's like a bunch of fanboys. Apparently... There's a lot of, like, DC Marvel... I, I know there's competition. Uh-huh. But apparently, because I looked around and read some other articles, they believe that Disney is somehow, I guess, buying people off to get a high score on Rotten Tomatoes. Because apparently they did the same thing with The Last Jedi. They accused The Last huh. Jedi of getting fake reviews. They do this anytime a Marvel movie comes out. And then on the inverse, anytime a DC movie comes out and it gets poor reviews... They accuse them of like being bought or something. You know what this actually sounds like, though. This sounds like how um, GamerGate kind of tried to legitimize itself, um, claiming that it was ethics in game journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm sure their given reason is BS. Yeah, it's but all it's stupid. like, yeah. but it was like they tried to shroud themselves, saying like, "Oh, you know, we're just concerned about that," but it was actually like you know, hate groups and people trying to 
uh, mm-hmm. radicalize these kids. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I'm not going to say I can't slander anyone or whatever, but <laughs> it just seems like that is a method that's been used. Like, oh, I'm just worried about ethics, but really I'm trying to recruit for, you know, my white supremacist group or whatever, because it seems so inconsequential. I, oh, I betcha it's, I would not be surprised if it was both. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if there are people who are honestly like, cause like this bitter, like, the superhero fandom crap Mm -hmm. people seriously take seriously i stumbled on like the dumbest part of youtube once and i saw it i'm telling you so i bet that's you and i bet it's also a bunch of people who are like i I bet it's both who are like mad at all the like because like it's getting rave reviews already they're Mm -hmm. mad about all the hullabaloo surrounding black panther and they don't want to see it succeed so i bet you even but even like more like vile than that like people who don't even care but are using it as a platform to talk to people that do care and kind of like lead them down the step like oh you know it's really not fair that uh disney can buy people off it's not really fair that these female game journalists can um sleep with somebody and get a good review for their game and then it's like hey here's a holocaust joke it's like hey let's go 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 to a rally with some tiki torches (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist, but I see, like, now that I'm reading more of this, I'm seeing more parallels to, like, just just how how people are being radicalized into kind of these hate groups in the U.S. And it, it, oh, it I don't know, it just has creepy parallels with the whole Gamergate bullshit that happened. I'm, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised because it's that's the times we live in. I just thought it was ridiculous that this is where we've come to for like a movie. Like you can't really trust anything anymore. Yeah. Or people anymore. Yeah. So um, I was telling Molly before we started recording, I've tried to read Tanisi Coates storyline and like it goes in one eye. I was about to say one ear and not the other, but clearly that makes no sense because I read it. So I guess it goes in one eye and then promptly falls out of my brain. I don't know. I think Tanisi Coates is a bit grander. Like he has really like he's about things. Yeah. He's about things. Very like very big ideas. He's very like I guess I'm gonna say poetic, but like he's an I don't know, he's just a bit I think he's talking above like a comic book storyline. Yeah, he's like his his messages are like the way he delivers ideas i think is denser yeah and i think the type of ideas he wants to share may not work for like a serialized graphic novel i don't know i think that i think you could do it but i I just think that um you know his style like the way he kind of packs ideas on top of one another um i think that you could do that in comics but i don't think that he I don't think that he has the, like, he's a very good essayist, but he's not translating mm -hmm. those skills. He doesn't have the same skills. They don't cross over into comics writing. Right. And I think, and I think it's serialized is the point. Because I think if he had, like, a long form where he could sketch out the whole story and wrap things up to the end and you sit and you read it from start to beginning, it's more interesting. But I mean, he can't do that. Like, if you have a series, if he has, like, a 10 issue a 12 issue run then you should probably plan that out from start to finish like well he probably does but as the reader it's like i'm not he's not hooking 
me in because like I read it and I'm like, what are you doing? It's kind of like, I don't know. I think maybe, I don't know. I just think maybe he's a bit, I just found it dry and it was kind of confusing because I felt like he had these big ideas he was trying to get to, Mm -hmm. but because, and I don't even read the serials, so I only read the paperback. So then it's like months in between. I've already forgotten what you built up and everything moves kind of like slowly. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So that's sort of my, I don't know. I should try other, a few other authors and see. Didn't you say Nettie? I think, yeah, I think Nettie wrote, she's writing Black Panther now. She did. She tweeted something about it. I just didn't know if it was a. I don't know how comics work, so I didn't know if it was a separate run or if it was like a part of this run. I think she. And then I decided to stop caring. She's writing a new new Black Panther. Yeah, so I think she's taken over like a new a new series. Like I feel like there's they start over and over and over. Again and again so and again. Yeah, because it's like, okay, now you have a new number one or they want a new team on it, doing the new character or something. I like I like comics, but I don't really read um, superhero comics just because they're, I don't know, uh, like you said, it's very confusing and kind of hard to get into. Um, yeah. But my understanding is that they will revamp and reboot characters um, quite frequently to try new um, stories or to give new authors or artists a chance to, um, uh, you know, put their spin on it. Okay, yeah, because I, I knew she was writing something, and I thought at one point didn't Roxanne Gay write some too? Oh, did she? I just, I don't know. yeah, I just didn't understand how they work. I'm with you. I like um, graphic novels. I read or comics. Sorry, you already scolded me. <laughs> I like saga. Like I caught up on saga, and I really like that. But like this whole saga, can same- we say for a second? I, it made me cry, and I couldn't read it for like <gasps> two months. You know the part I'm I talking was- about. Like it made yes. me so bummed out. <laughs> I was just like, oh man. <laughs> I think they realized that because I got that was book seven, right? I think uh, I read a month in the paperback. Okay, yeah. So I think I know what you're talking about, and that was in book seven. So I recently got the soft paperback eight, and I think they realized everyone was kind of bummed out, (laughs) so they kept it a bit lighter. Yeah, they kept it lighter. And the ending of this this very last one, like. I remember, like, the whole time I'm like, something bad's going to happen, and I don't want anything bad to happen to Gus and to, uh, what is his name, Squire? And, like, the whole, like, time I was bummed out reading it, and then at the end it's just, like, really sweet and happy and upbeat, and I was like, it is, is it, like, an illusion? Are they going to come back and, like, it's like, surprise, everyone died? I was confused by how long they were gone. Yeah. Like, because, like, he left his... We are really getting to the, no one knows what we're talking about. But like, yeah, I'm sure people tell us if you read Saga and if don't go read it. It's great. <laughs> it is really great. He like leave like time passes in this comic and they'll be like it'll be like a one page and it'll be like months later. Yeah, it'll so be sometimes like I need now to I'm nineteen. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so sometimes I need to catch up and be like, wait, what? Yeah, that's true. And then I think because you know what do they do? Six issues and then they're off for like six months or something. I forget a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because I was really upset because they were like, that's the end of Saga for the end of 2017. And I realized, oh, this was written like six <laughs> months ago. Yeah, I was so. I was very late reading the latest arc because the previous one, I was just so bummed. So it, it, it was hard. You know, they're getting Funko Pops. Are they? I, they're getting um, the will is going to be made into a pop. Alana, Marco and Lion Cat. I have to get Lion Cat. Lion Cat is cute. I want to guess one, though. Oh, I'm sure there will be. There has to be. I'm, su- I'm actually surprised there haven't been 
the Funko Pops already. I feel like they're expanding out. They used to do, I think, a lot of classic stuff. I think they probably have to work out the licensing rights and stuff, right? Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's an independently owned one. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know the the whole backstory, but I feel like they could just call Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples <laughs> and be like, can we make Funko Pops of this? And unless they were saying no, then. So, yeah. We finally also got Jurassic Park ones. I can't believe that oh, took really? so long. Yeah. So they're Jurassic Park Pops, including one. That's like a Target exclusive of Malcolm, Ian Malcolm lying on his side with his shirt open. You know, I so, haven't seen that movie. <gasps> you haven't seen Jurassic Park? I've seen it. I, I will watch any Jurassic Park. Some of them are bad. Like the newest one was kind of dumb. Uh-huh. I'll still, like there's one coming out. I'm going to go see it. I will watch a dinosaur <laughs> movie because I love them so much. I loved the last one. It was stupid AF. It was the dumbest movie ever. I loved it. Mm. Like it's it's Chris Pratt riding on a motorcycle surrounded by <laughs> Velociraptors. It was great. Dumb but great. Oh yeah. Uh, I should yeah. I should watch them. I love dumb movies. It's it's dumb in a fun way. So mm. I really like it. Oh, speaking of, your movie's coming out soon, huh? Which one? Um uh yeah. it's basically like the anime where they're the big mechs. Uh, wow, I'm totally blanking. With uh, um, Chaboy was in it, Stringer. Um, fuck, what was that called? And they were I'm kai- so con- fighting, what was it, the Kaiju? The Kaiju? <gasps> Pacific, Pacific Rim! Pacific right. I If you haven't seen Pacific Rim, go see it. It's the dumbest, greatest movie ever. I like fun, dumb movies. And this one's that is, it's That's great. the I, best way to describe it. It is the best. Pacific Rim 2 is coming out, and I'm super excited. I'm excited yeah. for it, too. Like, you always tell me, oh, Pacific Rim is great. I was like, uh, I don't know, Danielle. And then I watched it. <laughs> I was like, this is so charming. <laughs> it's like all of humanity unites to fight these giant monsters. It's it's so great. Like, yeah. we need, I need that now. To, Obama's like, in dance, it. <laughs> uh, basically to fight them in a giant like yes. metal suit. But you have to, like, it, trust your dance partner and love them enough. So that you could dance together. So you can, what's it called? What's it? Oh, they drift. <laughs> That's what it's called. You have to drift together to be able to fight. It's great. And it's inner, it's like, it's very diverse. Mm-hmm. And like the women characters, we've had this discussion before, I believe. But if you have not seen Pacific Rim, fix that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> on to our chat. I think that was a good, <laughs> we got 20 minutes out of that. Um, we asked you all this year, what were your reading resolutions? And you answered, and you had plenty of them. Yes. Um, we got a lot of responses. Yeah, do we want to say ours first, or did we... We sort of touched on them in our one episode, but we could say them again before. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Well, mine was just to read actively read more diversely because I read a lot of black books, I realize. Like, it's really easy for me to read books with black characters, but I don't try to go outside of that. So I want to read more. Like, I have Pachinko. I want to read that. I want to, like, just to read more stories about people of color who are not necessarily black. Or if they are black, not American. Mm -hmm. Because I need to work on that, too. So that was my goal, just to read more diversely. I set my number as 70 books this year since I did. Yeah, I did. Well, I, like, so I knew I was going to read more comics and poetry. So I was like, that'll give me some. That's some padding in there. (laughs) What was your goal? Um, I set my number goal at 60. Um, yeah, you read those thick books. Yeah, yeah. It's been, uh, <laughs> I've been bogged down by thick books right lately. 
Um, and beyond that, I so I guess like two years ago, I started like getting really into epic fantasy. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> I do want to read more of these like big modern epic fantasies and get through like, you know, the ones that everyone is saying, read this, read this, read this. So I've got I've gone through four authors now and um, looking for for the fifth. Cool. Have you been tempted to try Dark Tower? Have I like hyped it up or like made it sound terrible? I probably so, made it sound terrible. The thing is, I no, I do want to read it, but then again, that um, that Audible um. Uh, ratio that golden ratio for audible it doesn't work in dark tower's favor like the just the first one right because the other ones the other ones are long it must be just the first one i think frank yeah the first one's short oh like the number of hours uh per credit because i'm telling you i'm on the fourth one and that's a 27 hour read (laughs) see but i'm looking at like 50 plus hours Oh, that's okay. You're a super listener. I forgot. <laughs> if I saw, if I had an audible that had 50 hours, I would quit right there. I think I it listened seems so to overwhelming. one 50-hour book like last week. The longest book I have, I think, is 36 hours, and it's A Little Life. Oh, yeah. By, um, uh, A Little Life by Hanya Yanagahara. Yeah. That would help me with my, with my goal. I need to read it. So... Okay, 50 hours. What is a 50-hour book? What were you reading? Kingkiller? Uh, I don't think that one's 50, but the one I just started, so I started one yesterday. Well, I'll talk about it and what we're reading, because okay. that is okay. what I read. <laughs> okay. So, yes, let's get into our responses. So, we can just switch off. Okay. You want to, I'll take the first one. You decide. So, the first one we got was from Natasha Collins at Tash and Jory, um, and she said that her goal was to, initially, she said she was going to read one financial self-help book a month, but she's going to try one quarter instead, one a quarter instead, LOL, which fiction is bay, which I agree with. I always try to say I'm going to read more nonfiction. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even like track the nonfiction that I read, which I know is bad. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't even count to all. Yeah. Like I'll read like, you know, take an hour and read like a super long form, like investigative journalism piece or something like something out of what's that? Uh, ProPublica or something. Or like long form, yeah. that website. And I, I just don't even, it's never even occurred to me to like write down that I've read it. <laughs> there is one nonfiction I'm really excited about and I actually got it on Audible oh. and it was I'll Be Gone in the Dark. I don't have it yet. I pre-ordered it and it's, um, it's Patton Oswalt's wife who died uh. by her. It's, um, her, like her search for the Golden State Killer a.k.a. the original Night Stalker, Ooh. the one serial killer who creeps me out Freaky. the most. He is like, I hate, I hate that case. Ugh. If you Google original Night Stalker, you get some of the creepiest Google images mm-hmm. ever. So, No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we've been watching that American Crime Story. Um, was it the sa- assassination of Versace? Oh yeah, and um, how was that? It so it looks really cool. Like it definitely. What's the guy's name? Oh, who does that? It's not Cherry. It's the other guy, the Glee guy, the director. I forget his name. I don't know any of the Glee people. We're really on names today. Um, <laughs> Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. 
Um, so like no one but Ryan Murphy could have like really done this story and done just like the opulence and just like the over the top like I don't know it's like I feel like if it's camp but it's not fun it's just like oh no one could have done it but him but I feel like mm-hmm. the the storyline is focused a lot on the killer and and not enough on Versace. yeah and I just I don't like spending any time with him because he's so creepy and mean and it's just like Ugh. so it's not like I don't know if you watched the OJ story um I well, there were a couple, so I have to sit and remember which one I... I feel like there was a spate where we had, like, two or three coming yeah, out. Yeah, it was the... it was So it was American Crime Story, the OJ story, and um, uh, what's-his-name? Cuba Gooding Jr. played OJ. Um, but that was great. That was really good, because it just had, like... It was real, like, plot-heavy and real character-focused. But this one, I feel like, is more kind of atmospheric, and it's mm-hmm. just a little, like, like more kind of dreading to watch so yeah i like creepy but not yeah that sounds uncomfortable i don't think i'd like yeah. that it's, it's interesting it's good definitely to, telling an interesting story but i'm just like good to mm. know you want to read the next yes so the next resolution resolution comes from breasted boobly at author dl white who says i always aim to read 100 plus books and i make sure 99 percent of them are authors of color i like that she'll read one book by <laughs> white <person>. basically <laughs> i love it i mean 100 books would be a lot would be very ambitious for me yeah i thought i was pushing it with 70 yeah and i'm still i'm still limping behind <laughs> i think i did 50 last year or something so, Bressa Boobly, like, hats off to you. I still love yeah. the username. <laughs> the username. That's my favorite username. Um, oh, this one's good, too. The next one is from the Ghetto Oprah at A underscore Phoenix 721. And she said, more poetry. Trying to be better about getting out of my reading comfort That's zone. Awesome. Which is always a good yeah. one. Yeah. And I think she's a new responder, too. So, hello. Hello. Yes. Poetry, for some reason, I always want to read more poetry. You read po- you read, and I have you did a pretty good job with poetry, didn't you? Read all the National Book Award finalists. I read two. <laughs> I read two of them. I was going to read all of them, and then I like it took so long to get one of them that I sort of quit. <laughs> I'm clear. I'm not very committed to my goals. Sometimes I read um, the language of our captor and don't call us dead, and they were very good. I would recommend both of those. And we read, we did read um, There Are More Beautiful Things Than Beyonce last year. We did. Year, and that we, was should fun. Another, we should, we should do, we, do another poetry book this year. Yeah. We have, yeah, we have to find another book of poetry. Electric Arches seems to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've seen it. It's the cover with the girl whose skin looks like um, a dark night sky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would get that one just for the cover. It looks mm-hmm. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. All um, right. So our next response comes from Clissandra Green at Classy Green. And she says, read one to two books a month by black authors and more personal development books. That's solid. I ran into, I like them. I like how everyone's trying more to read more books by black authors. Yeah. There was a girl in a group I'm in and she was like trying to read a book. I think all of her books to be by black hmm. authors. So yeah, there's definitely I a theme a- like more black authors, more authors of color in general and more like personal and financial, um, books which is books. interesting i don't think i've ever read a personal development book like i'm trying to think of what like is that like rich dad poor dad or like 
how to be like the year of yes is probably oh, the yeah yeah one. i don't think i've ever read them either and i have that on my because it was like two bucks once on <laughs> kindle i have shelves of books i bought on sale and i'm like i'll get to them later yeah yeah <laughs> because yeah our next one alicia hey, hey alicia. alicia we worked with her this month with our book sponsor mm-hmm. Um, she said her goal was to read at least one self-help business book a month and read 55 books this year. See, now I feel like I need to like start reading more personal development books because that's a good point. That's a good thing to do. I can't. (laughs) Molly's like, I'm fine the way I am. I like reading fiction. (laughs) I get it, yeah. I love it. Fiction is bae. Um, our next response comes from Debbie Williams at Williams Debbie D. She says to buy all and read mostly uh, people of color and women, especially women of color authors. So, yeah, like, I love it. I especially, that's a good one. I should add women, too. Because it's kind of, it can be just as hard to find books of women of color. That's true. As it is just to find general, like, books by black authors. That's true. Because I was trying to think of another book of poetry besides okay, there's Electric Arches. I don't, I don't want to say that I can't think of any other because I know there are some. There's that I need one to look up Instagram some more. book that everyone's mad at. Was, oh, oh, her, her milk, her son, and milk and yeah. honey. Why is everyone so? I've heard so such a diverse range of opinions about her poetry. Yeah, so I think one like one group is mad because like the. Um, the poetry I don't think is very sophisticated not to like say Mm. a judgment whether it's good or bad because I haven't read it uh, but just to say that it's very um, simplistic in its form and structure and the Mm -hmm. other is saying that she um, has plagiarized another black poet who kind of did similar things on Instagram Um, and I can't remember the name you might hear me typing because I want to. Her newest release is The Sun and Her Flowers. The poet's name is Rupi Kaur. Uh-huh. That's her. Th- so that's the girl's name. And then, oh, sorry, not Instagram, Tumblr. And then the other poet's name is um, Naira Wahid. Um, uh, it's N A Y Y I R A H Wahid. Um, and so I kind of was looking through it and they did seem very similar, like some of the imagery and, um, mm-hmm. the, uh, like she has a very specific kind of layout for her poetry and it se- it seems very similar to this other poet. So, um, Interesting. yeah, that's a whole, a whole thing going on there. So. Huh. Yeah, I found an article, and I can include it in the show notes from babe.net. No, oh, yeah, yeah, but that's the one that I read. it looks legit. Yeah, it looks legit, so I will post this in the yeah, show notes. That's it interesting. was interesting, because I was like, who is, what, what is this milk and honey everyone's talking about? <laughs> but I didn't, I, mean, I didn't look far enough to look into it, so. I did not know that she was... I, I learned this later, but I didn't realize she was an Instagram poet. And I was like, I don't know how that yeah, works. Is it, but it's, it's Instagram. It's something. Instagram or Tumblr. I think it is Instagram because that's how some of the other headlines oh, okay. are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like. Cord. She posts a picture of it or something on Instagram. I don't know. My yeah. Instagram is all um, like weird, sad political cartoons. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I don't really know how Instagram works. 
Hmm. But yes, I will share that in the show notes because that is interesting. Very interesting. Um, our next one was by Carla F.C. Holloway at Professor Holloway, or Prof. Holloway, who said her goal is to read a book a week. She's so far ahead of schedule. You do your thing, girl. Uh, she read The Art of Death, Little Fires Everywhere, Hey, Leonardo da Vinci, and Music of the Ghost. Nice. So I think she's on it. She's Yeah, she's she's on it. I think she's also new, yeah. so hello. Hello. I'm, you're so much better at remembering that than I am. <laughs> Um, and then our final response came from Destined for My Path at Destined for My Path. She says, to increase my nonfiction reading collection, I read to escape, but I also know I need to increase my knowledge as well. See, this person is a better person than us. I, yeah, I mean, you know, if you if you measure best better by how many nonfiction books you read, then sure. <laughs> You know what I say, like, to each their own. If you want to read to escape, well, if you want to read to, what is it, tantalize, if you want to read to gain knowledge, that's all fine. She's striving better than I am, because I was like, I I tried really hard to, like, try and read more nonfiction, and then at one point I just gave yeah. up. It's like, yeah. I saw something I on, should. I think it was on our books or, like, 52, like, they have, like, a book a week challenge subreddit, too. And so it was like, yeah, I mean, like what's the point of reading after like you feel like you know enough because the person was like after some point you just can't learn anymore so why continue to read it seems like a waste of time I was like you have such like a limited understanding of like what reading can be that it makes me sad Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're so saucy today (laughs) I feel saucy I'm drinking some sunrise surprise (laughs) well he's not here for the bullshit today Uh, um so, yeah, I think I like the repeated themes we saw in the resolutions, though. There are people who want to read more, like, personal development books, more more nonfiction, get out of their comfort zones, read more diversely. So I applaud all of them because that's what I feel like you should do to continue growing as yeah. a reader is just to push yourself to do different things and yeah. new things. So y'all do your thing. Um, I think think we related to this semi related to this earlier we released a post with a neat little reading log i promised it and i finally delivered um a google form that you can actually copy to your own google drive and download and save and make edits to and use to log your books that's how i've been logging books and it's probably like the most successful way i've ever done it like i actually go in and can remember to do it yeah it's really cool very detailed that's so awesome. use that to track all your yeah, numbers. Yeah, and if you use it, let us know. Yeah, that'd be really great. It'd be nice to know you made something somebody's using. <laughs> um, I would like to hear more about what you were reading, because you were about to say, and then you're like, let's save that. So you are still reading King Killer Chronicles, no. or did you find a new yeah. big epic fantasy? <laughs> I did. I yes. So everyone is confused, um, because so I read those King Killer books Four or five months ago at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after I had, like, the worst book hangover, I was so sad. I was like, oh, man. And I guess they're making them into a movie, like I said, Manuel Miranda's executive producer, and he's writing all the music for it. And now Sam... I love that Isn't he so cute? He just had, like, another baby. He did. Um, But his wife had the baby, I'm sure. He was there for emotional support. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And I think Sam Raimi now is going to direct them. Um, so, like I said, it's going to be huge. Like, I got the uh, 
10th anniversary edition because it had like a bunch of maps in it and I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> and then I had it like on my like desk and Frank's best man came over and he's like, who's reading that book? And I was like, I am. He's like, I just read it. It's so good. It's so good. I was like, I know. I was like, have you read the second one? And he said, no. I was like, oh, you'll have to read that second one. Um, so I read those and then I was like all book hungover and I was like, what do I read next? Internet. And so they were like, oh, if you've read that, it's like that book's for babies. You got to read this Stormlight Archive. And I was like, okay. Don't call me a baby. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, formal baby. So I looked at the first one and that was the one where I was saying like the first half of it. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then the second half of the second book, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was talking to Frank about it, and it's it's extremely dense. Like, so in the last couple years, like I said, I read um, All of a Song of Ice and Fire. Then I read um, uh, uh, the Inheritance Trilogy, and then I read the King Killer Chronicles, and now I'm on the Stormlight Archive. And this is by far, like, the most dense and the most, like, wildly different like world building out of all of them so I've definitely uh-huh. like I was telling Frank like oh you got to read this other book he's like well what about the book you're reading now you're constantly talking about it I was like that's that is a big jump like that's a commitment <laughs> so I read the first one in December then I read the second one world what's that what was the title again so the um series it's called the stormlight archive it's by okay brandon sanderson um okay. and this motherfucker writes like a beast <laughs> like for every book that uh the other two um uh and i guess nk jim says she writes more frequently but um for every mm-hmm. book that like george r, r. martin or patrick rothkiss they're the song of ice and fire and um um, King Killer Chronicles King puts out. Um, this guy literally writes three books. Um, <laughs> what? Uh-huh. What happened to the second half? Like, what was the switch? Because you said the first half you weren't feeling uh, it, and then the second so the half, first, like, what? What was the difference? Yeah, the first half is like a lot of world building, and it's like I said, it's 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 like the world that they're inhabiting is vastly different. Like, you know, the other ones are kind of based in some semblance of reality. Um, Like uh, Song of Ice and Fire is kind of like medieval times. And, you know, the magic is kind of understandable. It's like, okay, there's a dragon. And the lore of it is a little bit dense, but it's not it's not that hard to wrap your head around. There's just a shit fuck ton of characters to remember. (laughs) And then Inheritance (laughs) Trilogy, like they have fewer characters and it's more like sensual. It's like more focused on emotion. They had the world building, but it's not like the biggest focus of those three books. Um, and then uh, uh, King Killer, which is the name of the wind and wise men's fear. Those are probably the most accessible because it's kind of it's, you know, similar to maybe like a pre-electricity era um not really medieval but it's like the guy he's going to school uh you like he's at the university they take a lot of time Mm -hmm. to explain like the different 
like system of magic. It's very like logically based. Um, Hmm. And, you know, it's 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 similar to Harry Potter in the sense of like it's going to one thing that takes another thing and it takes you to another area with another type of people and explains it very thoroughly and you can wrap your head around it. So the Stormlight Archive, it's like, fuck your understanding. (laughs) Like, there's still some things, like, I don't 100% understand what he's saying. Like, it's, 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 it takes you a second to, like, get into it. But then when you do, it's, like, just the level of thought that he put into, like, the, the world's themselves is, um, is really, like, wow, how did you think about all this? Like, there's a scene where one character... Who's kind of like, I don't know, mysterious. I don't really understand. But he says something like, uh, he's telling a story and he's like, oh, a bunny and a chick are like hopping through a meadow. And the main character says, I don't understand what a bunny or a chick is. And then he's like, oh, yeah, let me put it in like words you can understand. He's like a disgusting half rock slime creature is rolling out of a bog. So it's, like, everything, like, even down to, like, the bugs are, like, just so much more different that it takes a second to mm. get into it. But then once it does, it's, like, holy shit, like, oh, my God, all this stuff is happening and, like, the characters are really good. And I think more so than any of the other books besides N.K. Jemison that I've read in these, that I've read in these um, high fantasies. Uh, hmm. they he writes female characters extremely well. Oh, yeah, and just has a real focus yeah. on, you know, female voices. So if anyone like casually wanted to read it, I would definitely suggest that name of the wind because I think it's just, you know, a lovely book, extremely well written. Um, but if you like me have read a lot of these and you're like, I don't know if I should get into Sanderson. I would definitely do it. I think it's worth it. Just you have to get through that first half of that first book. And then ever since then, like I said, I probably listened to like 120 hours so far. I, I, I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm struggling still. To yeah. Finish. And then I was like going to go back to the library and get, um, you know, the first book because I was like, OK, I want to make sure. Because even, like, the way that they spell their names, like, it's like, oh, names have to be symmetrical. And I was like, oh, I really want to see if there's more, like, tricks in the writing like that. So I'm probably mm-hmm. going to go back and reread, like, passages for the <laughs> first two books once I'm done with this one. Oh, my gosh. I'm always impressed by, like, your commitment. You're like, not your commitment, just, like, how you can read all those really big, epic different world books i was thinking of starting um name the wind name name of the wind (laughs) yes because i have those audible credits and i always stop and look at it and i'm like hmm but i feel like that's the one book i don't need to be listening to i need to read it because i know how i I would say that that's that's a very easy one to listen to like i would not if you're if you're not an audible person do not listen to a song of ice and fire on audible because (laughs) that uh dotrice will drive you completely insane but you told me that. But I would say, yeah, they do. he does a good job. And it's, like, it's an easy read. I have it, like I said, I have it here. I think it's, like, 900 pages or so. So yeah. it's not hard. Well, it's just. Oh, no, 700. Like, when they're those, when they're those big, mm-hmm. thick books, like, 
I already sort of feel disconnected just because listening. I like books where you can like flip back and check uh, stuff. And with audio audiobooks, it's really hard because it's just like it's just one giant audio that's file. True. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, you've done a lot more productive reading than I have over the past. Oh yeah, I have one other book too. I oh go ahead. <laughs> the Wedding Date by Jasmine Gilroy. <laughs> I saw that. I was so proud of you. <laughs> We got to turn you into a romancer. Did you finish it? I haven't it? finished it. I'm about like three quarters in and it's just really cute. You enjoyed yeah, it? Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. It's another romance. <laughs> so it's just historicals that are I think that's what yeah, I think we Honestly, about. I think it's more the, the historical that gets me. Like I ain't got time for this slavery <laughs> bullshit. Um, well, yay. I saw that you tweeted that and I was like, that's adorable. <laughs> Wedding planning Molly is reading a book Good about enough. weddings. Um, <laughs> I, let me see, what did I read? I realized, so remember, I think it was last episode, I said there was a book I wanted to tell everyone that I forgot, oh, and then yeah, I would yeah. remember later and it would drive me crazy. So I remembered, but I think you've already heard of it. It was An, Inc- an Unkindness uh-huh. of Ghosts by River Solomon. I don't know if I ever said on the podcast that I read that. I loved it. I would strongly recommend it. You like sci-fi. It's not a big, heavy, thick read, like what you're yeah, currently reading. Yeah, I got reading, it from the library. But I... <laughs> Oh, you did? Have you read it? Oh, I love it. I love it. There's a lot of science in it. Not overwhelming amount of science, but she knows her stuff. Like, they talk about, like, fission and stuff. So, but I loved it. I thought it was really good. So, if you like that kind of stuff, I think you would enjoy it. Um, So, that was the one I read from before the last episode. Recently, I read volumes six through eight of Saga. So, I'm finally Mm -hmm. all caught up. Nice. Seven was a heartbreaker, but whatever. Um, and then today I finished two. I read Beverly Jenkins' newest mm-hmm. book, which was okay. It was called Tempest. Um, it's I think it's came out the 30th or the 31st, one of those days. Um, it's all right. It feels very familiar to a, a previous book of hers that I've read, like almost beat for beat, which was kind of disappointing. Is that like so. a continuation of her, like that same world that Forbidden was set in? Okay. Yes. So for Forbidden has like the heroine in that story has two nieces. So Tempest and another book called Breathless are their okay. stories. Yeah. So everyone's sort of like a family. And this is the last one in that little okay. series. But this one feels a lot like another one she wrote in the past called um, A Chance at Love. So it feels beat for beat. Also, the hero was and this is really weird, but I'm going to say it. The hero was inexplicably and unrealistically good at sex and I found it distracting. <laughs> I'm going to need you to explain that a little bit more. <laughs> okay, so he's a doctor and he's a widower and like on their, so they get married, she's a mail order bride, He she comes and they're like, we need to consummate this marriage and she's like, fine. And like he comes from a background where he believes like he's a doctor and he's like, he was taught this, like good women don't have sexual needs huh. and like yeah, like he doesn't believe women have sexual like needs or wants and his marriage with his previous wife it was sort of like the lie back and think of England like she wasn't an act they didn't even share a bedroom she was not really a he implies she's not like a passionate active participant in their relations it was just a thing that they sort of Uh did when he wanted and then the first night with his new wife he even sort of suggests that she doesn't need to get undressed (laughs) she just has to hike up her skirt and lay back and they can be done with this and so somehow from that it transitions to him like it's gonna get a little blue, but I don't know how else to describe it. He's Magic Mike all of a sudden. 
yeah, like he's using his fingers and his tongue and things, and he's able to get her off like really easily. I'm like, first of all, how does he know to mm. do all that? Second of all, he's willing to do all that. Their first, like, it just was weird, and I didn't find I it see. realistic. I didn't, I didn't want to get too detailed, That's but right. it didn't. Yeah, it didn't feel realistic that they would their first night together with his apparent limited ex like exposure to like pleasuring a woman. I hate using that phrase. That he would, yeah, that he would be able to like do all that. And I was like, okay. And I know this is a fantasy, but like not the first night, like maybe later in the relationship, I could have believed that. Interesting. So now I feel like a pervert for noticing that. I mean, you know, you're a connoisseur. Um, but yeah, so that's the one I read. And then the second book I finished today was Celeste Ng's Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, and I liked yeah? it. Yeah. I liked it a lot more. And I liked her first book. I liked it a lot See, more than I her first book. Um, everything I Never Told I You. I keep looking at that, but like the description was not intriguing to me. Like the description of the plot. Which one? Little Fires Everywhere or? Yeah, Little Fires Everywhere. It's It's not like... A very, and I think this is what she does. Like, this seems to be her uh, MO. It's not a very fast moving, like, plot uh-huh. heavy book. Like, if you read the description, it d- discusses this custody case that sort of divides uh-huh. the town. And it's there, but it's not very expl- explosive or sensationalist. Her stuff tends to be more like character uh-huh. studies or like family studies. So you follow this one family and you sort of see like everyone's little mini conflicts and what makes them the way they are and how those sort of little little incidents they all have sort of converge to make this really big like into a, like the big climax and it's so sort so she's sort of really good at like looking at a family and getting into everyone's own little like backstory and their secrets and what it is that makes them like their dreams and like their fears and all that kind of stuff that's kind of what she did with never, everything i never told you she's really good at like the family drama mm. dynamic it's not a fast moving book there isn't really a really big like explosive climax it's just all sort of like a slow character development, like study okay. of things. Interesting, but I thought it was good. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. So, yeah, um, I did sample it on Audible because um, Google Play, mm. FYI, is having a sale, fifty percent off any hey. title, because um, they just launched their audio book okay. service. So, I listened to the sample. wasn't a fan of the lady's voice, but but I think it was a really good read, and I liked it. I think it was much. Not stronger. I liked it more than... I think they were equally strong. I liked it more than her first one. Just because the court case, the baby custody uh-huh. case, got me so right. riled up. So it reminded me of losing Isaiah. That's oh, essentially what the case is. Yeah, that is. movie made me angry. <laughs> that uh-huh. Halle Berry movie? Yeah. So um, I was like, this is... I, now I really want to go see losing <laughs> Isaiah again. Or I don't want to. I just feel like I need to go see yeah. losing Isaiah again. <laughs> so, yes. That's everything I read. One was a bit tawdrier than the other. <laughs> Or my mind made it tawdrier. I don't know. It just, I put that on Goodreads as my status uh-huh. update and like and no one interacted with it about the unrealistically uh-huh. good at sex thing. And I felt like the biggest pervert. I was like, it, it was distracting. So I'm not the only person who thought that. So, so yeah, that's okay. what I read. Okay. And I don't, yeah. So I did buy a cookbook too that I hope to read. Um, what's it? Oh, it's got four words for a name salt fat oh you've probably yeah, seen yeah. it salt yeah salt fat acid heat mastering the elements yeah. of cooking so that's what i okay, hope to start cool. next um i think that's everything oh 
book related, but not uh-huh. a book. I bought a Snuggie. Oh, I saw the picture. <laughs> a knockoff Snuggie to read it. You know what? We had like 18 of those growing up. I'm very into Snuggies, knockoff Snuggies. I love them. They're great. They are. Like, I'm like, I feel like a 75-year-old woman, but my feet and my arms are warm. Does it have the foot pocket? No. Oh. Which is kind of a, but it's long. So it's it, long. It's not a, they don't skimp on the length. Nice. Like, it's a long Snuggie. And it has a big kangaroo pocket, so I can put, like, my phone and stuff. Oh, my God. I am 78 years old. Blankets like, are awesome. Don't let anyone blanket shame you. Because <laughs> I was like, my mother was calling me like, you bought that? She she judged me. Um, and I'm like, yes, I did. So No so, yeah. judgment for me. <laughs> judgment free zone. <laughs> so that's it. That's everything. Um, I don't know if there's any other business we need to discuss. Um, uh, we should say what our next book read is. Uh, oh, yeah, we should. Um we are reading Morgan Jerkins' new book, mm-hmm. This Will Be My Undoing, leaving at, Living at the Intersection of Black, Female, and Feminist in a White America. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm excited, too. And I feel like, um, so we picked this, I think a couple of months ago, that this would be our February read. And mm-hmm. I feel like we've been like liking a lot, like aggressively liking and retweeting her <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and it's really like, I wonder if like, she or anyone else is like, huh. Because, like, I forget, like, we don't announce it until, like, you know, the month before. Before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, we should probably, maybe we should announce these earlier. Cause I had that thought, too. Like, we should just plan out a schedule and maybe put it up um, it, so yeah. people want to. Read yeah. along. That's true. Because I think, and this is still in the air, wasn't, we wanted after that to do whiskey and ribbon? Yes, yes. Yes. For um, March, no. Yes. Yeah, for March. For March. Yes. Because I think it's released in February. Yeah. So that would give us time. Yeah. Yeah. So next February, in two week two weeks from now, we're reading um this will be my undoing. Middle of March we'll be reading Whiskey and Ribbons. Or is it Whiskey Ribbons? Whiskey and Ribbons. Ris- whiskey and Ribbons. I want Although whiskey, whiskey Ribbons. Whiskey Ribbons. <laughs> Sometimes I talk like a baby. <laughs> it's been a long day. Words are hard. So um, other than that, you know, please find us on Apple Podcast, as it's known now, um, and like, or on Google Play, and like, review, and subscribe, and rate, review, and subscribe, because that helps other people find us. We have analytics now on yes. podcasts, so that'll be exciting to dig into, yes. see if maybe we could tweak some things to... To make it more more interesting mm-hmm. for y'all. Yeah, keep keep those readers engaged, listeners engaged. What words, man? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But if there's anything that you ever want to tell us, um, you can find us on Twitter at Black Chick Lit, on Instagram at BCL Podcast, um, or you can visit us at blackchicklit.com. Tell us what you think. If you have any suggestions or want us to take a look at something, there's no guarantees. We'll read your, like, My Little Pony fan script, but... <laughs> You're welcome to say I mean, we'll read it, but there's no necessary guarantee we'll make an episode about it. But, you know, if you would like to buy ad space for your My Little Pony fan script slash fic, um, you can send that over to contact at blackchicklit.com. Um, and we'll- Our rates are reasonable, so I can't think of a better place for you to advertise your My Little Pony fanfic. We'll talk about it. We're open. We pretty much enjoy any kind of human interaction. So, so. <laughs> yeah, we always are excited when someone's like, I listen to this. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Someone listen great. to me. 
So, oh, my sister said we were cute. Aww. She texted me. She's like, I listened to y'all saying y'all are cute. Tell her she's cute. <laughs> I will tell her. I'll tell her that. Um, but I think that's it, guys. Yeah. Um, so we'll be Until back next time. In two weeks when we're reading, this will be my undoing. And we'll see you then. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.